Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. You catch football game yesterday? Um, no, but I did see a Taylor <laughs> Swift game. Uh, all, all people were talking about yesterday was uh, Taylor Swift showing up to watch Travis Kelsey play and it, mm -hmm. it set the world on fire. It really Literally. did. Literally. And that's Travis's mom. Travis's mom next <laughs> to him. All Travis's friends were in there with him, with, with Taylor. It she was, was all in on this game. The announcers couldn't stop talking about her. They took, they took a shot of her every time she did any, made any movement. Get on Taylor. Get on Taylor. I'm sure there was one camera person there who was like, your whole job is you're just staying on Taylor. The entire game. Uh, and I can tell you this, I, I, without getting specific, this was a well-orchestrated thing, her showing up uh, mm. at, at the game. So, um, look, uh, we've been debating this now for weeks, whether she's dating Travis Kelsey. Uh-huh. I feel you like, feel like they game are. over. Yes. Huh. You don't feel that way, I, but I think it is game over. Well, this I, I will say, look, the after the game, I thought the video of them after the game was very interesting uh, and telling. They left in a convertible, like a, an old muscle car. Actually, I love really that nice car. car. I love that car. Um, <laughs> I, know. I didn't know Travis was a collector. That is a beautiful car. So, look, I mean, if... There's if, nothing low-key about that, If this is a PR move... Mm -hmm. It's I, a brilliant one. But I don't even think it's a brilliant one. I think it'll piss people off. I don't think this is a PR move. And I didn't think so. Oh, I, I think that there's genuine interest in, in that they have genuine interest in each other. They've and been that hang, they, they went on a real date after the game, but I don't, and I still maintain. You don't think they met before this? This has been going on for a month. It's oh, at least, no. This has been going on for a month. Maybe they've been talking to no, each other for no, a month. No, 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 no. They no, haven't been no, going no, to restaurants no. or anything, but they have been, as Kim Kardashian says, hanging, hanging out. And That's what you think. You don't know that. So the first date is with Travis's mom. Uh -huh. Come on. Well, that's, please, that's right in Taylor Swift's Wheelhouse. That's something Taylor Swift when would is do. She, when is she manufactured just a relationship? When week, is she manufactured a relationship? Just last week, you were talking about how calculated everything is about Taylor Swift's life, right? You said that, and you said you admire that, right? But but she but this it's this, all this is not a PR calculated. Study. It is not. No, I think they have genuine interest in each other. In each other, but they've I think been, they are leaning. They've been into, hanging out for a month. They've been <laughs> they've been hanging out for a month. Stop saying things like fact when you know it's not fact. You are nervous that I'm right. Just say that you think they've been hanging out for a month. Uh, my recon is they. Oh my God. Well, I told you this. You a recon in your I brain. Told, I told this you this. You're talking no, to yourself. No, I told you this three weeks ago. I did. So anyway, um, after the game, there's this great video of them uh, in the locker. Amazing video. And by the way, there's a the story behind this video. This only this could only happen to Taylor Swift. That's right. No, no, this the is the first because the person who uh, actually recorded this video, which you're about to see, it's Travis and Taylor leaving the stadium after the game. Um, happens to be, is a reporter in Chicago. At WGN. At WGN, and he happens to be the son of one of the greatest NFL players of all time. Only Taylor Swift could get that kind of an entree. <laughs> uh, but here's the video, and then we're going to be joined uh, by Jared Payton. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Going? Casual. See? Very casual. No hand-holding, nothing. This is, we're just getting to know each other. And what is that? Suit he's wearing. Oh, you are crazy, by the way. We'll get into the suit in a minute. Yeah. But All right. first. Well, listen, I gave you my opinion. You've given me yours. Let's find out from the man who was there and actually saw them up close and personal, Jared Payton. 
uh, son, yes, of Walter Payton and a reporter at WGN. Thank you so much for being with us on TMZ Live. Hey, Jared. Hey, guys. I've been listening to you guys debate. And from what I was hearing before that I took that video was that they actually have met before in you know been in contact Jared, before. You know what? Charles, Listen, Jared, I'm on, don't... I'm, I'm, on Har- I'm on Harvey's side here. So I'm just going to be honest. Uh, I don't know it for a fact. Uh-huh. But when I saw both of them come around the corner, you could see genuinely that they truly, there, there's something there between both of them. And for me, I was like a little kid in a candy store because she said hi to me. And I got my <laughs> phone out. I, you guys, I got my phone out right in time. And there's a story behind all this of how I got my phone out to like how it I got the video. Now, oh, Jared, I want to hear the story. All right, so I was on the field with my co-host of GN Sports here in Chicago on WGN. Her name is Caitlin Sharkey, and we were filming a one-on-one. Next thing you know, she's like, "Well, I got to do my stand-ups." I go, "Well, my car's here to pick me up." So I started walking. To, to up towards like the 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 output going out of like this tunnel, and next thing you know, I go, should I go right? Or I asked the security ah. guard, can I, can I go this way or this way? He goes, you can go to the elevator. I go, that's where I came in, so I'm going to go that way. So I started walking towards the elevator. By the time I get by the chief's locker room, the head security guy of the chiefs stops me. And he goes, where are you going? I said, <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the main level. He goes. I go, can I go this way? He goes, stay right here. Don't move. I go, I'm not moving. And I saw one of the gentlemen that were with Taylor in the pictures we were seeing in the box. And just to let you guys know, I was in Eric Stone Street's box watching the game. Mm -hmm. He invited my family to come down. So it was crazy already. And then next thing you know, I see Taylor walk by and I flip my phone up and I get it. And (laughs) The the look on Travis's face is like, come on, bro, come on, bro. What you what you doing? So wait, what are you doing so, back here? So wait a minute. The guy that told you stay right where you was are. He was he trying to keep you he, away? From no, them? was he doing you a solid by saying something's about to happen? I don't know. He was really he was kind of in a, a hurry, so he was kind of like just just stay right here. So I go, I'm not moving. And then I started seeing all these jerseys walk by with 87, and I'm like, oh, he's these two are about to walk out. And so that's when I flipped my phone up and having that facial recognition was perfect. And I was like, just don't cut Taylor's head off. Just don't (laughs) cut her head off. (laughs) So, but look, the fact that you got them at that last moment as they're leaving the stadium, you had, I saw you had tweeted that it was your mission to find Taylor Swift before you left the stadium. So uh, you got it in just on the wire. You Way did. to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it was the, the Bears getting, the, the Bears are my team. They weren't playing that well. So, I mean, well, I got to go find other things to do in the stadium. And I knew with who we were with, with Eric Stone Street, maybe there was an opportunity to go find her at some point. And I had two friends that were actually in her box that were sitting there hanging out with her. So I was like, uh, maybe they'll invite us over, but right. they didn't. <laughs> but listen, it worked its way out, and the first thing that I could think of was just tag TMZ. Just tag well, TMZ. Well, yeah, well. And, and speaking of, I got to say, Jared, this could be your lucky day because we've been looking for a stringer in Chicago, <laughs> and you just showed your stripes on this thing. So what do you think? 
So you might get a call from Harvey going, hey, could you? Uh... Hey, hey, Harvey, I'm telling you, man, you know, the dollar signs are right. We can talk. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. Oh, man. Hey, that was Congratulations, that you man. got that, really. I, I don't love the fact that you're siding with Harvey, but uh, I love the video, and it's great talking to you. Great to meet you, man. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Really good talking to you. Whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. That doesn't, by the way, his recon at least. Oh, all of a sudden, his, his recon, recon was he way was better. He was there face to face with these people. Right. Well, that's why I'll, I'll take his recon more than yours. We're aligned. Uh, we're going to move on. Yes. Uh, moving on to Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker's baby shower. Uh, big shindig. You know, I, we always show you the Kardashians love Disneyland. They go to Disneyland constantly. Well, they brought Disneyland to, to their them. backyard. Um, Calabasas. It was a Disney, Disneyland-themed uh, baby shower. Complete. They had like Disney, all the snacks that they serve. At they Disney. really did duplicate it. Jeez, look at that. Look at this. They got these guys in there. Cost a pretty penny. Uh, I would imagine. <laughs> but when is well, that? Well, here's ever a been weird a thing? thing. Here's a weird thing. Travis has COVID. Yeah. And he showed up. He so, was wearing a mask, and they were distancing. But still, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, they kept uh, everyone pretty distant, but you know, they were outside, and um, there was perhaps a little hint. There is a hint. To what the baby's name is going food. to be. Jeez. Yeah, this might have been a huge slip up. So obviously, a ton of photos and videos from this party came out. Well, in one of the scenes, you can see there's like this little post-it note. And it says, like, you know, There are notes wishing, you leave for the baby or something, right? Right. You, like, will say a little thing, like, oh, when baby arrives, you know, want this to be related or whatever. Anyways, on one of the notes, if you look closely, it says Baby Rocky. Mm. So this could be Baby Rocky Barker, which, ah, I don't think they noticed that probably till now. And they're, like, scrambling. But kind of a cool name for, like, Rocky, a rock star huh? baby, Ro Rocky. I like it. Um, I, actually, bet that, I bet that's it. That Fabian, makes a lot of sense. Fabian pointed out, there was a video from earlier, like uh, beginning of the summer. He was doing an interview with Alabama, with his daughter. Right. And at, she asked, what's the baby's name going to be? And she, he said, Rocky 13. Oh, that's interesting. Hope that's it. There you go. Well, the biggest news in the NFL besides Taylor Swift uh, this has the weekend. nothing to do with football this weekend. Yeah, I know. Everyone was talking about all the other things. <laughs> nothing to do with football. Uh, besides Taylor Swift, the big name around the NFL is Usher because the league announced that he will be performing the Super Bowl halftime show. Were you surprised? That Usher? Yeah. No. I wasn't either. No. It I, actually kind of makes sense. Like, there's a guy who should have done it already. I mean, he had... And since it's going to be in Vegas... Slew of hits... Um, he's got go. the residency in Vegas. It's a really hot residency where yep. people are talking about it. Made sense. That makes sense. Indeed. And the announcement uh, was made by, I guess you could say he got by with a little help from his friends. No, that's not a Beatles reference. I got um, that. <laughs> uh, but a lot of Usher's famous friends helped the league make the announcement. Hello? Yo, I'm in the booth. I'm going to call you right back. Wait, can you talk? No, nah, I just got to put this one part down. I'm going to call you back. Wait, wait, it's Kim. I'm at the studio, man. I finally got the answer to those rumors. It's not about me. It's about you. You're doing the Super Bowl. Who playing with me, man? You're playing the Apple Music halftime show in Vegas. No, for real. Don't play like that. I don't have time to play. One, I'm busy. Two, you're doing the Super Bowl. Are you serious? Uh, sure. Listen to me. How you know? I 
know everything. I've seen you in Vegas twice, but this one's gotta be different. Put that on everything. I put that on everything. Damn. So it'll be like me, my entire family, all my kids, maybe like five to ten friends. Who should I send my ticket request to? Now that she has a body of work, she was an better in American Horror Story, <laughs> what I gotta say. So yeah, they, they took, basically that's an old clip of Usher from the uh, Confessions um, music video. And they just intercut him. They did other versions with other celebrities who were making this phone call to him, including himself, by the way. Have you seen that one? No, I have not so seen So Odell that. Beckham uh, did one. Who's dating Kim Kardashian now? Who's dating Kim Kardashian, or hanging out with Kim oh, Kardashian. Oh, hanging out, excuse yes. me. That was a little corny, but uh, you're right. Like Usher is the perfect person to do the Super Bowl halftime show. He's got, like you said, like so many hits, so many iconic songs, and he's a veteran artist, which has like multi generational appeal. But he started so young; he's still only 44. So it's not like he's 80 trying to get up there and crank out these hits from decades ago. He can still dance, he can still move, can still sing. It's gonna be great. And of the people they had to choose from, because you know their thing has been the le since Rock Nation took over doing the halftime show. They try to get somebody from the local area that sort of speaks to is that what they're doing? That culture is that really what they're doing? Yeah, that's what. Well, I mean, what culture in Vegas? Exactly. So, <laughs> what do you, I mean, it was either Wayne Newton or Usher. I, I, I think they made the right choice. No offense right to choice Wayne Newton fans. <laughs> no offense to Wayne Newton fans, but first of all, that, <laughs> there, there are other options in Vegas. Okay. No, but of the people okay, who the have Adele halftime show there. would be really fun, right? Right. Do you want Adele doing it? No. All right. But well, no. I mean, Usher makes a lot of sense. My question is, um, last year they didn't have anybody other than the featured performer, Rihanna. Right. Um, will they do the same thing this year, or is he going to have help? Hmm. Uh, he's gonna have to have guests because also some of his biggest hits, like his his most famous song is "Yeah" with Lil Jon and Ludacris. He's got to bring them out. Uh, Usher kind of discovered Justin Bieber and put him on. Maybe he shows up. Oh, that's know, interesting. He's done songs with Beyonce. Like Usher's got such deep Alicia ties Keys. to the industry. So Alicia Keys, so yeah. many famous artists. I, I, somebody's gonna have to show up. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, mm -hmm. so Usher does the first six minutes, and then there's smoke. And guess who comes through the smoke? Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Who? That would be a. Yeah. <laughs> from uh, Atlanta. So Usher is by far one of the best performers and greatest R&B artists of all time. He has the catalog, the hits. He has it all. So the, the, it all makes sense. The Vegas, the Vegas presidency, and also don't forget, like you know, I think after the Super Bowl performance, he might drop an album and go on tour because, like I said, the, this, the whole. Vegas it's all, it's all branded around Usher, so I'm excited to see how he's going to perform. We should mention, Usher, he has announced he is releasing his album the same uh, day as the, the weekend as the Super Bowl. He announced uh, Coming Home, his ninth album is going to be coming out that day. Oh, so well, he's smart. already tying it in and marketing it. That is, well, that means he knew for a while then, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, they, of course. well, they didn't call him up yesterday and go like, hey, do you want to do this? Oh, I thought the Kim <laughs> thing was real. You thought that was live? Who knew? <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Yes, uh, to a, an arrangement, or I, I won't say that it's completely settled. This a, is a Temporary between ceasefire. Yes, between Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner and their battle over where their kids will be raised. Um, well, you know I what? think you're right, ceasefire, because last week it got so heated. Well, it got heated because Sophie said, look, Joe and I made an agreement before uh, he filed for divorce that we would move to the UK with the kids. The kids where would grow up there. And she wants the agreement enforced. She asked for the passports of the kids when she came back to the US early last week, he said no. She went to court and cited a child abduction law saying Joe is keeping me from being able to take my kids to where we agreed. He fired back, 
we have a court case in Miami where the judge said these kids cannot leave the country. So they were at this huge impasse in two different courts. Right. So now they have uh, filed something in federal court, which is basically in response to what she so filed, yeah. um, saying that they will keep the kids in the greater New York City area um, for, for the time being. For the time being. Um, so there will be no attempts to go to the UK, not at this point. And if that it sounds like that will happen eventually, mm. but that's something they're going to have to work out. And I can't say the, the decision is all that surprising, right? I mean, they had their divorce case here in the U.S. There's always issues uh, that things get really contentious in a divorce and maybe not between Joe and Sophie uh, necessarily where to get to the point where one person would take the kids and you'd never see them again over to the to Europe. Yeah. But I'm sure that that's happened in cases past. So that's why they kind of have this precedent maybe in place that, hey, as long as the divorce is happening, as long as we haven't figured this stuff out, the kids do need to stay here. And, you know, it's interesting you said that because Kelly Rutherford from Gossip Girl, she had a situation like this where essentially Boy, that was her husband was booted out of the country. He filed in England. The kids went to England and she was screwed. And so um, what my recon is that Sophie wanted to file in the UK and see if they would have jurisdiction because then it would be likely that they'd say that. So there's a tug of war going on with these kids. Catherine Vaughn from Memphis, Tennessee. And I think Sophie was really acting on the knee-jerk response. I mean, from all we know, this divorce was really sudden and uh, took her by surprise. And instantly, you know, you're the mom, you want your kids with you. So I can see why she immediately tried to get them um, passports and back to the UK with her. It's going to be interesting to see what the divorce lawyers do here, but I'm sure that their divorce lawyers are paid very well and it will get <laughs> sorted in no time. they got to figure out a way that both of them can be parents. If she decides to stay in England, right. they've just got to figure out the time that arrangement. That. Yeah. At least they have the wherewithal to right. make that happen. A Richard Simmons biopic. Mm. Um, this is something actually we first heard about, the possibility of it, shortly after the document, the special that we did right. uh, about where is Richard Simmons. There was so much interest in this, and um, one person in particular in Hollywood noticed that, and I think very wisely decided that this would be a chance for him to do um, a really great film about Richard's life. That person is Paulie Shore, and if you missed it, I'm just gonna remind you, Paulie's gonna join us in this moment, but here was his pitch uh, on a Richard Simmons biopic. Five on each side. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. And then we go jumping jacks, old school style. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. And we're going to punch. It's it. a good pitch. It's, it is. It's, it's a good Very entertaining. Pitch. He's got the moves he's, down. He's Simmons-esque. Yes. Uh, so uh, this is something that, look, some people at the time thought maybe that Paulie was just joking. He is really serious about doing this film. And, uh, you know, he's trying to, obviously would like to have Richard on board. Um, so we got some info on it, but let's bring yeah. Paulie in. Yeah. Uh, joining us right now, Paulie Shore. Welcome to TMZ Live. What's hey, Paulie. My thought is we reached out to Dexter, uh, the, the director that did Rocket Man. And, um, and we do a test, a small, maybe 10-minute kind of presentation tape, and we send it to Richard. So when he's chilling at his house with his team, he can watch it. Because I know Richard responds here. This is what Richard is. He's a, he's a big heart. 
So if he connects with it, maybe he'll be like, oh, it's not a joke. It's actually really cool. And that's kind of my my pitch to him because, you know, he 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 said no recently to you guys, but that doesn't mean no forever, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, I I was so taken by what you had done, and I thought about it because we got a bigger reaction to that documentary than just about anything we've yeah. ever done. And um, I reached out to some of his people on Friday. And wanted to find out about it because, and and they like you a lot. And my my recon is Richard really likes you. I got to tell you, Paulie, I, I he is just so over the yeah. public being in the public eye. But that doesn't mean you couldn't do it. Still, why are you so interested in in doing this with Richard? Well, it's not about me. It's about the response of the people. You know, the response of the people is we want it. I'm just a comic. I put stuff out there. People respond. So Richard's whole life has been about helping people. So all these people that are are reaching out, it's really Richard's fans that he connected with. A lot of the response has been, um, Richard saved my life. You know, Richard is everything to me. I was, you know, I was overweight. And because of Richard, I have a new life. So these people are the ones that want to see it. It's not me. I'm just... I'm just the messenger through the fans. I mean, read the comments. Yeah, but also, I know what you're saying, that it, it is about Richard, and I, I believe that's why you want to do this. This could be a real, if you make this film, could be an incredible moment for you in your career, because doing a Richard Simmons film and doing his, his life- It will be successful. Is a successful thing that, you know, could lead to some Oscar talk. Well, you know, we saw what happened this last <laughs> 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 yes, those those old videos are. We saw, we saw what happened this last year with uh, with Brendan and and Key. Um, yeah. You know what? This is a this is a crazy business. The business to me is run by the heart. My heart is into it. I'd be honored to portray Richard Simmons in a biopic, uh, feeding off of the fans' response. What do you guys think? You guys think me as Richard Simmons in a biopic? <laughs> See, there, yeah, huh, here, come here, come here, you guys. Just tell them, no, for a sec. You know Richard Simmons, right? Yeah. Yeah, come here. Do you think I look like him? Say what's up. Come here. Do you think? <laughs> what do you think? So. Yeah. yeah. See? Okay. Come on, girls. Let's get it together. <laughs> right? What do you think? And then I we feel like we're it. hashing this whole thing out right now. I think, you know, we can make <laughs> this we, happen. You guys, you think I'd be good as Richard Simmons? <laughs> Are we doing like a door to door poll here? <laughs> Why don't we do a documentary? Why don't we do a documentary of me asking people if they think I should be doing a Richard Simmons doc? I want to ask you, Paulie, you, you've been around for so long in Hollywood and your mom. Um, Give it up uh, to my mom. Give it up to my mom. Uh, Give Mitzi, it up for Mitzi. Mitzi. Mitzi was Give it up best. for Mitzi, absolutely. Um, I, I'm just curious what you thought about what happened with Richard almost 10 years ago, that he was everywhere and then suddenly one day nowhere, and it's been that way ever since that he just had enough of being in the limelight. I'm, I'm just wondering um, how you process that because you've known him and whether you've seen anything like this before. I, I, I have not, um, you know, maybe it's one of those things, I don't want to use the word vain, but maybe physically he wants people to remember him as he looked before. But to be honest, no one cares because it's not about how 
he looked before. It's about his heart. And that's what it's about because everyone's not stupid. People get older, people age. And, you know, a lot of comedians, they're being seen until the day they die. And um, you look at the, you know, George Burns. I mean, you could go down the list, uh, all the old guys, uh, uh, Don Rickles. Milton Burrow. Yeah. Milton Burrow, they all went to the end. And for Richard, maybe that's just what his feeling is, is that. Um, that he doesn't look like he did back then. But Richard, if you're watching, no one cares how you look. People care about your heart. And that's the truth. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Um, God, I hope you, I yeah, hope I you hope pursue it, forward, honestly, Paulie. Well, let's, let's put it out there in the ethra and let's, uh, let's try to get a really good filmmaker to do a test tape. I think that's the next thing. But since you are the lawyer on this, Harvey, <laughs> we should just do it. Regardless, no? Well, we're putting it on TMZ Ether, so maybe it'll work. <laughs> I love you guys, and thank you for reaching out. Absolutely. Oh, Paulie, Paul. thanks. It's great talking to you. I hope Bye. they make the movie, man. I, I do, too. I hope they get I love Richard Simmons. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Big honor for LL Cool J this weekend. Um, the Congressional Black Caucus was honoring him. Uh, at their annual legislative conference. Uh, and he actually got um, a mention from the president. President Biden was there, and it did not go well. I'll just say that. Um, look, there's been a lot made about President Biden's gaffes. Um, it is the big conversation now about, is he too old? Should there be uh, an age limit? Should there be you know testing of mental faculties? I don't think this is all that. I, it starts as just, he uh, misread the teleprompter. A gaffe. It, it's a gaffe. But a lot of people feel that he should have known, even without looking at a teleprompter, you know LL Cool J's name. He's been around for, what, 40-something years he's been, uh, you know, in the spotlight. So here's how the intro went down. It's not just his name, but afterward he refers to him using a term or word that a trope. is... Yes, is really, really bad in the black community. But here's what he said. The two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that boy's got, he, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's spent. And MC Light, both of you, thank you. We got MC Light's name right. I guess we should be happy about that. Um, it has definitely stirred some, some strong opinions. Uh, Charlemagne the God, in fact, uh, weighed in on this this morning and gave the president and his writers the donkey of the day. <laughs> Is Look, we get it, right? He, here's a very old man who doesn't have 100% of his faculties anymore. Should we so, say it any softer than that? Should we pretend it doesn't exist? Should we say that this guy still has it? Because he clearly doesn't. Biden has always been gaff prone, but he's never said things like this before. And yeah. it's worrisome to everybody, regardless of your political affiliation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I just want to say, I don't think, I, I have not encountered anybody over the last four, five, six years mm -hmm. who has said anything other than he is a really good, decent man. Right. And, um, and everybody says that, and his heart is in the right place. Right. And he was a very strong legislator and vice president. But, you know, when you look at the polling right now, it just seems like even Democrats, when the latest poll that came out yesterday by NBC and the Washington Post, 
It showed, I think, almost two-thirds of Democrats want another candidate. Um, and I think that it really does boil down to what Jason said, which is age, and age right. specifically with respect to him. And I don't know how you jump that hurdle because they're touting, because there are a lot of economic gains the country has made in the last three years, mm -hmm. but it's almost like it doesn't matter as much as I, what you see. I just, when you understand the situation that he's speaking to the Congressional Black Caucus and to slip up and use the word boy is, and I, and I agree with you, I know what you're saying about how everyone feels about him, that he's a decent man, and I don't think he intentionally wanted, Certainly, he, he realized and corrected it almost immediately. Like that. Right. So he realized what it was. It's just, just a, uh, awful, awful timing. Hey, my name is Jacob out of Irving, Texas. Um, I saw the video, and as far as the age thing, I think the age thing is just a factor of what time period he grew up in, and I think that's why he uses the term boy so loosely. Um, this is just a guy who makes a lot of gaps, right? This is the same person when he was the vice president. He was at an event, and his dear friend Chuck who was very much in a wheelchair, he asked him to stand up. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. Think he makes mistakes like that, man. It just happens with him. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, too. Uh, okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Bruce Willis's wife speaking out about his condition. Um, you know, of course, that he was diagnosed last year with dementia. Um, and, you know, we've seen photos of him since then. He seems to be okay. Um, but because he's not speaking with the media at this point, uh, Emma wanted to sort of give everyone an update. She was on the Today Show um, and spoke about how Bruce is, what is Bruce's understanding of his condition at this point? How are you and how is Bruce doing? You know, what I'm learning is that dementia is hard. It's hard on the person diagnosed. It's also hard on the family. Um, and that is no different for Bruce or myself or our girls. And when they say that this is a family disease, it really is. Does he know what's going on? Is that something that he is aware of? Hard to know. Hard to it's know. hard to know. Yeah. One of the things that the frontal lobe controls is self-insight. Mm -hmm. So we really don't know. Some people, it's the first thing they lose is any understanding that they themselves have changed. Mm -hmm. And other people retain that for a long time. Wow. It is so sad. Yeah, uh, you guys, it, it, it's heartbreaking to hear this. Um, but I think the reason she came on and addressed this the way she did is because there's been a lot of speculation about, you know, to what extent has his cognitive abilities been impaired, right? Because we've seen him out in public. A lot of times he looks like he's in good spirits. He looks okay. Um, but then you've been hearing all these reports uh, over the past year and a half or so about, you know, things, th stories about him on set and at times he doesn't know what he's doing. And now here's Emma saying, it's hard to know if he's actually aware of his condition and what's really going on, which to me sounds like, you know, the Bruce Willis that we all really knew is at this point, he seems to be kind of gone, at least mentally, which again, is just heartbreaking. And later in the interview, she goes on to say that she's essentially operating as a caretaker. Now she used a different term. She said care partner, but yeah. it sounds like she's really taking care of him in a caretaking uh, yeah. capacity now, which again, is just devastating. And if you've ever had anything like this in your family, what you know is that whether cognitively people can understand it and be aware of it, there's a level of, you know, receiving compassion that makes somebody more peaceful. Yeah. And it sounds like Emma has done a remarkable job with that, and she's clearly the conscious of that. Yeah. 
but he may not be cognitive of his condition, but people with dementia are cognitive of love. Hey, it's Becca Berger from Warwick, Rhode Island. Yeah, it's hard to hear that someone we grew up watching, somebody larger than life like this, this action star is going through something like this, but he has, like you said, what seems to be an amazing support system, not just his wife, but his adult daughters and Demi Moore in his corner as well. And when the time comes, I'm sure his Hollywood counterparts will honor him as well. Yeah, no, he's beloved guy indeed. So the Congressional Black Caucus, where we told you President Biden had that um, little gaffe, uh, they had a gala at the end of the night, and Megan Good was, uh, was one of the speakers, and she was there with Jonathan Majors, her boyfriend um, of several months now. At least. Um, and a lot of people have had questions about whether or not, initially everyone thought, oh, this is PR because he needed some good PR after but it's clearly real. allegations, but they've been together long yeah. enough and they've been traveling all that. It seems real. How real? Listen to how they speak to each other uh, toward the end of her speech. She turns to him and he says something back to her that has people wondering, did they get married? I'm just happy to be here and, and I love y'all. So maybe you want to say anything? <laughs> Y'all, uh, y'all heard the missus, so that's what it is. Yeah, the missus. That, that is a matrimonial reference, it's it would not that, It's really not that interesting. I mean, they're in a relationship. I mean, like, why, what, I, he's just saying, you heard my girl. Has any, has no, 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 has anybody you heard my girl. He, has any, he said yeah. missus, but no one's going to say, you heard my miss. No, you no, heard no. My, you, no, no one's going to say that. Like, I mean, in the community, when you're dating someone for a few months, you call them wifey, hubby. It's not like, you, we're no, you reading don't. Way no, yes, you don't. Do. I don't. Yeah, you do not call someone no, you wifey. Don't. You yeah, don't you call do. someone yes, wifey. Yes, you do. Wifey and hubby is not like the whole serious Getting married term. Thing? Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Like, that's my hubby. Like, well, that's my wifey. Like, that's even, just, it's okay. slang. Even, it's slang. So. even if you're right and I disagree with you, <laughs> when you, has anybody ever referred, a boyfriend referred to you as Mrs. or wifey? He gives off that, like, old-school, chivalrous, like, you know, like, charming guy. He gives off a very old-school-esque mm -hmm. vibe. So I can definitely see him saying, like, the misses, like yeah, like he's well, not no, gonna sit here and say. Well, no, if he's old school, then he if he's old school, then he wouldn't refer right. to someone. Right, if he's old school, you, you only refer to as unless they're actually they're married. Actually they're married. definitely not married. What you're talking you, about is new no, school. No, 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 no. I'm saying like uh, an old school demeanor. He has an old school demeanor. Like with that being oh. said, he's not gonna say wifey. Well, we her. He's we gonna say her. no. You yeah. didn't catch me. No, 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 no. We got you. Game set point. Game set point. Hey guys, it's Lady T from Baltimore here. First of all, shout out to Megan Good for. Going from a whole pastor to a bad boy in like a year, like that was a little short time. But no, honestly, I feel like they're also kind of trolling us because look at this. She has on like the white dress. She's got on like the white headdress and he's calling her the missus. So clearly, I mean, what what did happen? Did they get married or are mm -hmm. they just trolling us? Mm. We should find, we should look into this. Oh, we are. Oh, Christine Baumgartner's former home was the, uh, this is the, the way you're starting this? Was the scene of a big charity event this oh weekend. Oh my God. Uh, Kevin oh. Costner's, jeez, Charles. Was that too soon? That was harsh. Too soon? Kevin Costner's state in Santa Barbara was the site of a, a big charity event this weekend where they were honoring local first responders, particularly for their efforts during the floods and the fires. This was in Montecito, remember? Yes. There were massive floods there. Yeah, so we always talk about all the celebs who live in Montecito. Just about all of them showed up for this. Yep. 
There's Oprah. See, see Oprah that you got Oprah, Prince Harry, Ellen, Megan. They're all there in one shot. Maroon 5 performed. Um, Christine was not there. But you know, it's, it's interesting, too. I mean, Montecito's kind of a one-horse town, so everybody knows everybody there. There's really just one street yeah. that everybody goes to. And this was, obviously you mentioned it was a star-studded event. Uh, to get in, you had to pay $12,000 a table. Um, Prince Harry had awarded uh, Cost, uh, Kevin Costner with an award there. Um, looked like a really fun night, and the weather the weather was perfect this weekend, too. It's very interesting. I just thought of something. We should say the, the $12,000 to get in goes to the charity to support the first responders. The so. case, his divorce settled on a dime exactly a week before. So the slate got clean. Oh, Isn't that interesting? Cleared the boards. Yeah. So we don't have any clouds hanging over the estate huh. when we host this thing. Huh. Interesting. Tim Susie coming to you from the beautiful state of New Hampshire. I think Kevin Costner holding this special event with all those celebrities is a beautiful thing to give back to all those first responders and the firefighters and the police officers that helped during the emergency situations that they had out in California. Uh, I think it's a beautiful thing, and uh, thumbs up to them. Is that a cello or is that a cello or a bass? I knew you were going to ask. That's a cello. I played the cello when I was in uh, elementary school. <laughs> I think the cello was playing you at that point. No, the, you were you were not playing. It's a cello. whole story. Let me tell you. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? I'm Yuli. I'm from Brooklyn, MA, and I'm talking about Taylor Swift. I think it was good that she went to the game, but I think that the media may have overhyped it a bit too much. For people, because there was been some complaints about it. Wait a minute. But but are you are you are NFL fans who are, are complaining about why is this all? It's like it's the Taylor game. Are you suggesting the media would have overplayed this? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, one more. It's Anthony from New York, and I think Usher performing at the Super Bowl halftime show was a great choice. The guy has so many smash hits. He's a great singer, great dancer. He's a great performer. And he's done so many collaborations over the years. So you never know who he'll bring out on stage with him. So I think this year's Super Bowl show will definitely be a great halftime show for everyone. It's so interesting. I just thought of it as you were saying that. When you look at what Dre did, and then you look at Rihanna, and you look at Usher, they're all crowd pleasers. Everybody has loved every one of them. And, you, and with mm. in our society, with everybody complaining about everything... That's True. something everybody I, likes, three in I a row. I can't wait to see it. I will say one of the best live shows I've ever seen was The Roots with Usher. Was amazing. Well, Phenomenal. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. So Pete Davidson and his new girlfriend had a fun weekend in Vegas. That's uh, what witnesses are saying. They were at Resorts World in Vegas, and her name... I was gonna, no drum roll, Reagan? Wow. Uh, Madeline Klein from Outer Banks. She was in Vegas at Resorts World, uh, where Pete was as well, and folks said that they were hanging out at a lounge, very cozy, they had hats on. They were trying to go incognito, but you know. That's interesting. Everyone knows, Ma- this, especially she, in Vegas. I think she's like 25 years old. He's got range. What are you trying to say? So the, Nothing if, bad. So if, so if Madeline No, is, nothing bad. So if Madeline being 25, then what's the, What's the range you're talking about? I, I think I think it's good that he's got an open field that's wider than what a lot Madeline of Madeline being 25 and and Kim being 40ish. <laughs> that's no, there's. I think that's a good thing. Shit. I actually really no, I do think that's actually great for him. No, it's not bad for him. More to choose from. See you tomorrow.